0: Welcome to In The Making. I'm your host, Katie Stewart, founder of Cheyenne Studio. I'm here with Lin Chen, founder of Pink Moon, a wellness-based community and brand that's reframing how wellness speaks to women.
1: Hey
2: Lynn, thanks for joining me. Hi Katie, thank you for having me here. Yeah, of course.
0: I'd like to start by asking kind of a broad question about wellness because Mm -hmm. you are creating a business in the wellness space that incorporates many aspects of it. And I think wellness is a word that we're hearing a lot. These days, it's very top of mind for a lot of people, uh, especially women. And there's a lot of different pieces of wellness. It covers everything from beauty to mental health and happiness to physical mm-hmm. health. And I guess I'm wondering for you, what does wellness mean and what really is encompassed in the wellness industry to you?
2: hmm Yeah, so actually at Pink Moon, instead of using wellness, we use the word well care. We define well care as the joint pursuit of wellness and self-care. We believe that well care looks at kind of the whole picture, um, similar to what you defined wellness as. It looks at your happiness, your mental health, your physical being, and um, just kind of a holistic view. We do see it as a holistic view from inside out, from your emotional to physical and mental well-being, and, and especially these days, well care wellness is so needed given the changes that we've been going through in society and with quarantine and shutdown and self-isolation and we really believe that when you take care of yourself You can take better care of others and the world around you and the causes that you advocate for
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. So you use the word well care and I'm wondering not to get too into semantics, but I am just wondering what, where that stems from and what to you differentiates the two terms because well care, I just, I haven't heard that term as much. So I'm wondering what that means to you. That's different than just wellness in general.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because we think that everything is so interconnected in the well care wellness space from wellness extends beyond products and what you're doing to better your life or um, it also extends to sustainability and you know supporting companies that are sustainable ethically made ethically sourced as well as philanthropy and charitable giving and so when we look at self-care we were thinking that people kind of like well care kind of defines wellness and self-care together because when people think of the word self-care, they think of taking baths and masking and really just the physical aspect of taking care of yourself. Um, And then wellness, people think of also like yoga, and meditation, so it's just really combining the two and putting it together to define that well care encompasses all these things that you're doing to heal and to grow and learn, but also the extension of sustainability aspect, um, supporting small businesses, um, small and local businesses, and companies that are truly making a difference to make the world a better place and cleaner planet, and as well as the philanthropy aspect.
0: So you're really taking this idea of well care beyond just the internal body and really all about Mm -hmm. even the external factors around you that are going to lead to happiness and wellness down the road when it comes to environmental. That's a really interesting and holistic way of looking at it that I hadn't thought about before. So thank you for bringing that up and talking about Mm -hmm. it. I think it's, you know, you make a good point in that, well care and wellness isn't just about you right now. If you want to be well and you want your family to be well in the future, you need to invest in some of these other important environmental and sustainable Mm -hmm. and and local things. Right. What got you interested in this category in the first place? What's your background that led you to dive into the well care industry?
2: So I've actually been interested in this eco beauty wellness space for quite some time longer than what my career so I've been working in the eco uh, sustainable wellness and beauty space for almost a decade now but I kind of grew up in this space my dad um, growing up he was always seeing a traditional Chinese medicine doctor and um, getting acupuncture treatments and cupping and things like that and then my parents also made all sorts of Chinese herbs, or they would purchase all these Chinese herbs for various elements growing up. So it was unknowingly, I guess, I grew up with this, these kind of alternative healing holistic modalities, but it wasn't until middle school that I really, um, that was my foray into this space, but it was unknowingly as well. I had an older friend that was sending me a bunch of pamphlets and brochures from PETA about animal testing. And at that time in the early 2000s, pretty much the only brands that weren't testing on animals happened to be the ones that you would purchase at farmer's markets and Whole Foods and small health food stores. And so at that time, I was using these eco-sustainable beauty brands, but only for the reason that they weren't tested on animals. And then it wasn't until after college at my first job, I started my career at 100% Pure, which is one of the first vegan natural cosmetics companies to um, really become mass market. Um, and that's where I really learned more about ingredients and just you know the cruelty behind, um, the cruelty that happens in the cosmetics industry. And then, um, and then from there, I worked a little bit in tech, um, tech and healthcare, um, and then found my way back into beauty at a natural beauty retailer called Ayla Beauty in San Francisco. Um, And then I moved to New York to work specifically to expand um, my career in organic beauty. And and then I launched Pink Moon three years ago to really expand on that and also specifically support women um, who have these businesses that are trying to make an impact on um, the environment and communities around us, as well as advocating for women's health
0: yeah yeah you said a lot of things in there that are are pretty interesting especially when it comes to animal testing within the makeup and skincare space that feels like something that we all know it's been happening for a long time but it feels Mm -hmm. like how is that still happening in 2020 doesn't it feel like it should be something that just doesn't exist anymore Mm -hmm. so it's Kind of disturbing to think about because in my mind, I know it's still happening, but in my mind, it's kind of like, oh, companies have moved beyond that. But I guess they really haven't. And that's still very much an issue right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But so with Pink Moon, you started that in the last few years. Can you tell me, in your own words or in a little more detail, what Pink Moon is? I described it as a wellness based community and brand. But, Mm -hmm. you know, can you elaborate on that and what Pink Moon is and what your goals are for it?
2: Yeah, so there really is so many components of Pink Moon because there's just so much I want to do with this company. Um, When I first launched three years ago, I launched it as a boutique consultancy to elevate these women-founded eco, sustainable, ethical beauty and wellness brands. And um, from there, I didn't really think about long-term growth before i launched it i was working at an organic beauty brand in house but while also um, freelancing for a couple smaller women-owned brands and at that time i just thought myself as consultant i didn't really think of pink moon as a brand as a company and it wasn't until when I added a team member, she started as an intern and now works for me part time. And she really helped me build the vision of Pink Moon and, and was giving me ideas. Oh, why don't you do this monthly subscription beauty box? Or why don't you do this when you do that? And I started to really think of Pink Moon as Um, a company um, as I added more people to my team. But in the back of my mind, I've always had a lifelong dream to open a retail well care space. And I started to think about this when I was living in the Upper Upper West Side. I noticed that there wasn't any clean beauty, wellness community space in that area, knowing that there's so many women and particularly moms living there. And so I started to think about this concept about building a retail well-care community oasis in the Upper West Side. And that's when I started to really kind of shift my business. I and mean, I'm still doing consulting, but I also feel like I really want to expand my mission of supporting women, um, not just brands, but also, you know, your normal everyday woman. And so I started to think about this idea and build this concept last summer, And now I have been still planning this physical space, but obviously plans have been postponed. And I've been instead thinking about how I can build this space, this retail well care community space online. And so I'm actually launching my, relaunching my website later um, today. And I've also been just thinking about how I can create that community aspect online as well, while we can't really you know meet in person or group in person.
0: Yeah I mean having any kind of physical space right now is a challenge but I still want to talk a little bit about what your vision is for that space knowing that eventually Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to open that up but then also what you are doing online in the meantime in this digital community because I'm sure there are things that tie in together between the two and whether it's an in-person space or it's a Uh, online space, I'm sure your general objectives are the same. So Mm -hmm. what's kind of your vision for this space, both real and virtual, and what are the goals of anyone who might come to either area?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so really part of my inspiration and vision behind Pink Moon is to empower and connect women, um, encourage genuine self-love because a lot of women if you're busy or holding a really busy career or you have you're trying to balance a family and a career or um, or just balancing a family i find that a lot of these women don't have don't really make time for themselves to take care of their skin, take of their body, and their emotional well-being. And that's something I grew up with as well, because my mom never took the time out for herself. And even in your average Asian household, mental health is rarely discussed, too. And so just seeing how my mom gave so much of herself away and not ever leaving any time for her own needs, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to launch this brand. And, And... one of the inspirations behind my vision is to really you know help women like my mom and encourage that self love in these women and make it a daily um, practice and then thirdly. My vision is to also build an authentic, long-lasting community. Because when I surveyed women earlier this year, um, most of them who are living the upper west side, they told me that they wish that there was a communal place in their neighborhood where they could meet other women and other moms in person and have a place to relax and learn about clean beauty and wellness. And so part of my vision is to also have these events and classes where people can learn about all kinds of topics from postpartum. Recovery to uh, meditation, nutrition, even business events, because I know that Upper West Side has a lot of entrepreneurs and working women. And so it's really to support women in every aspect of their lives. And so to do that online, I've been in the past few months, I've also been doing IG lives with various holistic practic- practitioners from breathwork facilitators to TCM acupuncturists. Recently, I did an IG live with. Um, One of my friends, um, Rebecca Castellano. She's a makeup artist, clean beauty makeup artist, and a wellness and self love advocate. So, just having these conversations with women and um, really building that community online. And then eventually, I've also been planning to launch um, a community board in my website. And this was actually in my plans with the physical space. My plan is for Pink Moon to become a global brand and global. You know, well care space. And so my plan was to launch um, kind of like a social network for women um, and that the board or forum would be organized by life stage because that life stage aspect is also really important to our mission. Really celebrating women of all seasons of life, no matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is. And um, so that with this community space, um, the community network I wanted to launch separately that would be built into the website and um, something that you could open on your mobile browser. But that plan, I've been kind of pushing that closer to now because, you know, I think this is really needed. Women, people need support more than ever. And so I've been thinking through how to build this kind of immersive experience into my website. So that's something
0: that's in the works. Yeah, no, that all sounds wonderful. And selfish question here. Do you have any people giving tutorials on massages? Because I'm not going to lie. I really miss being able to go get a (laughs) massage. And the the COVID has been really taking that away. So is that Mm -hmm. the sort of thing that we might be able to find on your website, like tutorials on things like that to do it at home or you know. Yeah, that's
2: definitely something that we want to to, do. I mean, in an IG live, we did, or or actually my very first IG live that I did in, I believe, April, early April was with a, a TCM acupuncturist. And we showed, we did demos on gua sha facials to do at home for your face and neck. And then yesterday, I did a, um, a demo and talk about sustainable beauty and reading product beauty product labels with a group of women and then I ended it with the grossa um massage like mini massage demo on face neck and then like upper shoulders and so yeah that's definitely in the plans to to figure out how to do this whether through like a like a master class on zoom or through ig lives and through video content
0: Okay. That's awesome. Selfishly, that is something I need, to, <laughs> I need <laughs> to look into. So in developing this company, obviously due to the times, there've been some added challenges with the fact that physical spaces aren't really functioning right now and you've shifted some of your plans, but either elaborating on that or besides that, what are some other challenges that you've Run into developing this brand and company that may have been unexpected.
2: Um, well, right now, definitely my website. <laughs> I've been building my website since March, mid March, and I was hoping to launch it by the end of May. And there's just been so many unforeseen challenges, um, glitches, and because I have i um, building it on Shopify, and I have a team. I have photographers and, and designers, and Um, a developer but because of some of the um, features that I want they're um, custom built and like when some one custom built feature is built then another custom built feature gets affected and it's just like it's just like ongoing glitches and and things like that so I've been postponing my launch I was originally going to launch last Tuesday and then there was just so much work left to do then the whole Black Lives Matter movement. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like it was the right time to relaunch my website. That has definitely been the first challenge. And second of all was the COVID situation. I was planning to start preparing to raise capital and I was about to launch a campaign on iFund Women. And then When COVID happened, I was like, okay, this I really need to think about how I can build this physical space online. And so that's what I've been doing. This website is a relaunch of um, what I had before because I did have a small online shop before um, that I launched late December, but it wasn't something I really focused on because e-commerce wasn't. I wasn't planning to launch e-commerce till later on, till closer to the physical space opening. When this all happened, I took a look at my website. I was like, okay, my website is not really. It's not built for e-commerce. It was on Squarespace and I had a really tiny, really tiny creation. Didn't really have that many categories. It was just mostly skincare and like baby, baby skincare because we did a um, holiday pop up in the month of December that was focused on mom and baby. And so most of my inventory was mom and baby stuff. In March, when I started to really think about the e-commerce and see how I can build it out and and build that in-person experience online. Yeah, you
0: know this this topic is actually something that I love bringing up because, as a design studio, I think not that I love that your website is giving you difficulty and challenges. Nobody loves that, but just bringing up awareness to the fact that websites are not something that you can just like throw up in a week and it's yeah. working, like work. And I think coming from the design industry we build a lot of websites so that's something that we know but working with founders and speaking to other founders and entrepreneurs i think the thought is often there are so many websites in the world it must be easy to just get something up there and why does mm-hmm. this take so long so i feel like this is a good opportunity to kind of talk a little bit about that and the fact that yeah. you know website from design to development to mm-hmm. everything like you said changing one part of a site affects another part because you have to consider how the user is gonna get to that part, how the mm-hmm. navigation might be affected. And it kind of goes on and on and on. So even these like updates that might feel like they're not this major undertaking can often turn into much larger projects when you're talking yeah. about websites because it's like, it's kind of like adding on to a, a house in a way, right? Like mm-hmm. if, you, if you added a new room, a new living room onto your house, You have to think about how you're connecting it to that house. And you can't just have it you you don't want people to have to walk outside and then walk back in inside in another Mm -hmm. door to your living room. So anyway, I I am sorry that your website is, you know, causing some extra challenges. I I just think it's a good topic in in this in the making podcast because I think it's Mm -hmm. one of those things that oftentimes entrepreneurs dive into thinking it's not going to be that difficult and then they're kind of amazed at how much work has to really go into yeah. every, little, every little thing with it. Mm-hmm. So it's just an interesting um, thing to hear that that is a pain point for you because I think a lot of people probably feel that pain
2: whenever yeah. they have to do updates and changes. Yeah, this is my first time working with Shopify as like my own. I have a couple clients that are on Shopify and have done like little things on their on their website, but haven't really, you know, I didn't wasn't there for like the building of it. So yeah, I always thought that I mean, when I first started this new website project, I thought, oh, okay, like yeah, it can be thrown together and everything will work seamlessly. And yeah, it definitely has been I've learned a lot. And, um, thankfully I do know, so I do know some HTML, so I do help the, um, like with little things like this morning, I was just adding some, um, like some things to the back end coding. And so, but looking at the coding, I'm like, Oh my God, like this is so much. And I can understand like why there's just all these, you know, things that are happening and glitches and, and whatnot. <laughs> there's just so much coding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to um, you know, dwell on the website topic for too long, but out of curiosity, you mentioned that you had Squarespace before, and now you're using Shopify. And I know Squarespace has added an e-commerce platform to their offering. I'm wondering what you found the difference in has been so far in moving over to the new platform. And if you could just talk a little bit about any findings that you've had in terms of comparing one platform to the other? Because I think often when people are starting a business, again, they're kind of in that same boat of like, well, I'm just, just selling a couple things. So I can Mm -hmm. probably start with this smaller platform, but then when they go to expand, they often switch over. And how has that Mm -hmm. experience been for you?
2: Yeah, I definitely agree that Squarespace is great. If you have one, like if you have less than five SKUs, or if you just have one product category. But for me, since I had like, I had about five or six different categories, product categories, it was just really hard to, I had to like duplicate products, duplicate SKUs so they can live on other product um, product pages, product categories. And then when you double the SKUs, then the inventory doesn't align, like things don't, they don't really, um, you know, like update together. And so that was a main challenge. Another thing is the abandoned carts. I had a lot of abandoned carts on Squarespace because I realized that on mobile browser, you couldn't find the shopping cart at all. Like, I, you would have to, it it was not very intuitive. Like, if you knew how Squarespace worked, then you would probably be able to find the cart. But most of my customers don't work in e commerce or don't know um, e commerce. So, Um, so I imagine that most of the Madden cards came from when they're shopping on their mobile phone. Um, so Shopify is definitely I've learned is way more robust. There's so many apps that you can add, um, to really help boost your e-commerce from the SEO plugins to, um, like all these various apps. Um, and, uh, and I feel like the design is definitely, it's easier to, well, it's easier to build a Squarespace website in the first place. I built my website in two days by myself. Um, but then, yeah, Shopify definitely takes longer. You would need a team, you need to work with a Shopify developer. Um, so it definitely is more costly with Shopify, but I think it's worth it for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, that's that's helpful. I feel like these are things that I've I've observed, but it's really interesting to hear somebody else's personal experience from working with it on their own company. So, uh, that's really helpful to know. And I think good advice for anybody trying to kind of figure out which direction they might want to go as they launch a business. Mm -hmm. So moving forward with pink moon, obviously the world has changed a lot. What are your goals moving forward? Where, where are you looking to take pink moon this year beyond expanding your website and platform Or are you kind of just taking it one step at a time? I think the world is changing so much that, Mm -hmm. you know, goals may be different than they were a month ago and they might be different a week from now. So what what does the future of Pink Moon look like moving forward?
2: Well, I have a lot of plans, not only just to build Pink Moon into a global brand. Uh, So the online store will be shipping worldwide. But the physical space, I have like a whole list of cities that I want to open Pink Moon in and they range from, like all over Asia and the EU, um, and both coasts of the U.S., but I've also been expanding the Pink Moon collection. So I launched a, a rose quartz grass saw facial tool last December, and then I'm also just about to launch a new face oil um, that would that complements the grass saw tool. And I've also always had a plan to. Um, expand that collection and have kind of little essentials like candles and fragrance and maybe launch a few more skincare products, but skincare is not really my focus for the Pink Moon brand. It's more lifestyle. Um, And then uh, I've been also thinking about how I could really build that immersive online digital space and even thinking about having um, augmented reality type of Feature so I just really want to build out the brand and build out the space and strengthen the brand identity. But ultimately, my goal is to really support women anywhere and everywhere, um, and really inspire women to take time for themselves because when you do that, you really it can it's so transformative. Like self care and self love is so so transformative, and I've you know experienced that in my own life, but and also have seen that in my loved ones lives and my friends lives and so i really think that that pink moon can be this you know big visionary brand and and well another mission i forgot to mention is to transform the beauty industry because the beauty industry Beauty wellness industries can be far from kind and they're often ignoring, excluding and shaming women. And that's something I really want to change because, you know, for decades, women are told to cover up their flaws, cover up their gray hair and wrinkles and acne and get rid of their acne and wrinkles. And I really want to change that message because it's so degrading. And even just reading this one packaging label that I saw a couple months ago at at a store and when I was reading the package I was like this is just so even just me reading it when I don't fall for that kind of marketing but even just when I was reading I was I just felt so like I felt like really shitty about myself and and so I really just want to change that marketing um and reframe the narrative that you can be Beautiful and and no matter who you are, what color your skin is, if you have wrinkles, you have acne or whatever, whatever you look like, you're beautiful and and we really want to help women feel confident and beautiful in their own skin. So that's ultimately the goal, um, you know, to really support women and celebrate women from all walks of life.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's wonderful, and they're very very lofty goals that I think you can achieve. So I, I hope you do. And I'm excited to see Pink Moon grow and kind of take on beauty and wellness and self-care and all of this. And I think as we've been home, it's oddly more difficult to focus on some mm-hmm. of these things because- I, I Yeah, it definitely it's is. Harder to carve out the time for yourself, even though it seems like we should have more time. I, I mm-hmm. don't know. So I hope people- listen to what you have to say and uh, take some time for themselves and and look into some of this. I think it's, it's really helpful. So thank you so much, Lynn, for, for chatting with me today. I'm excited to see where Pink Moon goes. And I hope in a few years,
2: I see your stores all over the world. Yeah, I hope so too. Thank you so much, Katie.
0: And for anybody listening, you can go check out everything Lynn's been talking about at pinkmoon.co or follow them on Instagram for more information.